I'll go ahead. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. It's uh, Wednesday night, wherever it is for you, Thursday in uh, Australia. Uh, I just want to read something out of the big book of recovery. And it, I'll give you a little pre-setting of it. It's a chapter called We Agnostics, where the people who have recovered from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body want to make it as easy as possible to anyone to enter the program. And of course, uh, the program is presented, has a lot to do with G-O-D. And so there was uh, concern about agnostics based on the word God. They wouldn't uh, take up the possibility of freedom from alcohol and drugs, you know? So he's sharing, the guy who co-wrote it with a number of people, they've, they've, they're sharing about uh, a very important um, influence in everyone's life. And it's called faith, yeah? Not a faith, not like Islam and Christianity, but faith. So he describes it as this, he goes, let us think a little more closely. Without knowing it, this is the condition, yes? Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith, yeah? So th there's not a unique place where you're standing. It's basically wherever you've been brought to and wherever you're standing, faith had a lot to do with it, yes? The power. To me, I see faith like uh, like gravity or dark matter, you know, like one of the universal forces, yeah? In the dreaming is faith. I think faith is, is really what blows all the wind in the sails of the whole manifestation. So he goes, without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith. So obviously we have a lot of stories of what brought us to where we stand right now. Yeah. I made this decision. I did that. Somebody screwed with me. I was born poor. Yes, something. There's a lot of stories or narrative that go uh, with every place we stand, you know, and how we got there. Yes. He's basically saying faith is the real force where you're standing right now and how you got there was faith. Yeah. Now, faith is a very uh, interesting thing because in when you start having an understanding of addiction, which they, they brought, they came to in this book, they said the problem resides in the mind, the mental activity. Yes. So the problem is brought to people by thought and interpreting feelings and events and people and stuff. Yes. So we're, we're taking, we're relying on something to tell us what's going on in life and through thoughts through, you know, like people have confusion about, they feel like an electrical charge. They think it's anxiety when it's excitement, really, they're happy about something. Yes, we have really, we're pretty much out to lunch based on like the control panel. <laughs> we have, you know what I mean? Or the dashboard. We just don't know what's going on really. So he's saying this without knowing it, 
have had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith. For did we not believe in our own reasoning? Yes. Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. And I would say this time right now is included in all the time. Yeah. So this assumption to me is beautiful because it's basically going to uh, the root of why things are. Yeah. We may have thousands of stories, but from their view, it is faith. Yes. So it's very easy as an addict and an alcoholic to realize faith because there was a lot of faith in the thoughts that were going on, yes? To the point where false evidence was appearing real, yeah? So I thought someone was screwing with me when they weren't even thinking about me, yes? You saw, you saw shit that was manufactured through faith based on believing these thoughts, yes? So the thoughts would be telling me, it's going to be a terrible day. And then I acted like it was going to be a terrible day. It wasn't a terrible day. It was just a day, yes? But the whole thing where I stood and how I got there was by faith. So suffering from the obsession with self and the identification as self, which is the underlying uh, condition of addictions, yes? you see faith at, at work because you had faith in false evidence to the point it appeared real to you. That's amazing, yeah? So flat out false evidence kept appearing real to us. How did that happen? Yeah, well, I think it happened by faith, yeah? And as a great master, Nizagadatta Maharaj, who basically explained his whole conversion of being where exactly where he had already always been was faith. He listened to the message from his teacher and he had faith in what in his teacher and what therefore what the teacher said and basically it was a done deal for him. Yeah. Bing. He just yeah. So faith brought about that effect in a way. Yeah? In that words he had faith in satsang and faith in the guru or faith in spirit. And in his example or expression, that was more than enough. Maybe there'll be, there'll be more needs for other people, but he's a very incredible example of what faith is, yes? So this power, this force. And so if that faith is put into, see, and I feel faith, this force is going to, in this dreaming, is going to manifest by the vehicle it's put in, yeah? So there's just faith, a potentiality of bringing about a lot of appearances, yeah? It can bring about things, it can make mountains out of molehills, it can move mountains, it can do whatever. So here's this faith, and the faith is in the thoughts, and now the thoughts are producing incredible amount of anxiety based on false evidence, really. It's like a miracle, but it, but the effect is a weird one, yeah? We're making shit out of nothing. 
That's not Paul or Stuart. Paul and Stuart is like an emblem on the car. Yeah, it's like the Ford symbol. It has nothing to do with the driving of the whole life or anything. It's a narration. It's like a, it's like a voiceover. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's not the wheels. It's not the engine. It's not the fuel. It's just the. It's just something that goes on and goes on and keeps staying. Tries to keep running with the exper experience of life and claim it. Yeah, and make a story out of it. And somehow or another, it's attracted faith into the system to the point that its story can override our exact direct experience of conscious contact. We have the eyes to see how the day's going, yeah? Yet a lot of people, they have no idea until they get home and around eight o'clock the head tells them they had a bad day. And not, not seemingly being in the moment of that day, they don't know any better. They go, it's just like it said in The Course of Miracles. The head has made this something else to be ourselves. And why would, I why would we doubt it when it tells us about us and life? Yeah, but it, we should doubt it because it's like Hal in 2001. It's taken over the mission. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's just... It's got something up its little mechanical head and it's like running the show now. Yeah. So it doesn't have any light, the head. It doesn't have a source of light. It's reflective. Yeah. And it's reflecting, it's, it's, it's directing the faith, uh, to bring about the manifestations of these of a lot of fucking false evidence, yeah. Now, what would happen? Just like Nizigadada, he heard from a, someone he trusted the truth, and bamo, there it went, yeah. Now, that's not going to be probably the experience everyone has, but it's the same principle, yeah. Yeah, is. Faith is too much of a power for us or for the head, which is us, yeah? There isn't any us, but it's the head where there's a seeming us, someone. The head, this faith has, is too much power for that head to be marshalling it and directing it, yes? It's just a, above its pay scale, yeah? So basically, I feel the only thing we need to do is admit the situation we find ourselves in, not as a person, but admitting it, just telling the truth. Yeah. How the hell does what's not happening override what's happening? It could only do it through faith. Yeah. Yeah. Just like they say in America, you know, the stock market, if people lost faith in the stock market, it would collapse. It's nothing. It's all based on the faith of the people that are investing in it and the other shit, really. If they lose faith, bammo, the whole thing collapses, yes? So I feel what happened in this life and this action figure, certain things occurred, and in a weird way, something intervened on the action figure, yeah? And took over the controls away from the head and then the same faith that see was weird. When I was young and I started to drink and use, I found I had magnetic appeal to people in uniform. I attracted police quite a, unbelievably. I mean, you couldn't have planned it. 
And I felt that is faith, really. There was a faith in there that sent out a, <laughs> a message. And man, I, I got the shit. I got run over twice. It once would have been enough in most people's view, but twice. So there was a fear that something's, you know, I can't manage this power. So it should be given over or surrendered or just admitting that. Yeah. You don't have to surrender because the absolute is who is there to surrender and to what. But in the action figure world, surrender is a damn good uh, dance. Yes. So you've, you've admitted that whatever is going on, it has failed and is failing, yeah? And basically its failure is driven not by itself, but the faith that's put in it. So maybe just maybe uh, this life could be quote unquote successful, whatever that would mean, if the faith would be put in it by in, in, in a new direction, yes? And the admittance is I can't do that, yeah? I can't direct the faith. I'm the effect of directed faith. I can't direct the faith. So there's a truth, a telling of the truth, and suddenly things change. I haven't gone to jail other than to visit people in 34 years, where at the end I was going to jail like once a week, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it was getting, it was getting, uh, they just left the cell open for me. I was inevitably going to be there before the weekend was over. So, so what happened? Yeah. So I have this real strong feeling about faith. Yeah. As a force. And the key in the dreaming is it's going to manifest by the vehicle it's put in. So if it's put into the mental state, it's going to manifest the mental state's view. Yeah. If it's if it's directed by whatever, anything other than the mental state, you'll see what's directing it by its effects. Yes. You can't see it. There's no thing doing it. But you'll notice it's let's say it's intent by the effects it's having. So basically, instead of enslaving you to yesterday and tomorrow today, it's enriching your day. It's the same energy. Yeah. But the dilemma is this direction. It's what's directing it. Yeah. If it goes down this tunnel, there's a hurricane at the end of it. If it goes down this tunnel, it blows your ship through the life of, you know, the ocean of living. Yes. It's just, uh, it's really the same energy. Yeah. So what does non-duality have anything to do with this? Well, It's the context of all the dreaming, yes? So that which is, the sky is the context of all the clouds, yeah? The clouds could not appear unless there was sky, yes? And yet, all of the appearances of clouds doesn't change the sky. So there's non-duality. Now, in the dreaming, and there's an aspect of the Course in Miracles where it says, Basically, like Ramana said, there's only two things you could do. Either you inquire about the origin of your misery or you surrender, thy will is done, basically, yes? So basically, self-inquiry, yeah, checking, hearing satsang of non-duality, and or I could say they can be both. One can be a timeless expression, the non-duality entertaining, 
And then an expression in time would be the surrender for the action figure. Yeah? That would be how it would correlate in the dreaming world. It would be surrender. So thy will be done. Yeah? Beautiful, really. So you admit, what do we do in non-duality, really? You admit you're never going to get it, really. That's one of the things. You, you get lifted out of the idea that it's going to be another experience among a myriad of experiences that always includes you in it. It's not an experience, yeah? There can't be two in this tango. It's a, it's a solitary dance, or no one, actually. But how does it translate in the dreaming? It translates in a traveling lighter, yeah? As the basis of the dreaming. So the basis of every day, how you are, is now not this obsessive mental point, but a very, very like open, panoramic, relaxed awareness type thing. Yeah? It's like, so no matter where you stand or whatever brought you there, you're still, there's still nothing. Yeah? It's beautiful, really. Yes? Yeah. So, I feel faith is one of the main aspects of satsang. Yeah? Because after a while, you're sitting here, and you've had an unspoken yes or something, yeah, that knew before all knowing, and it's, it's galvanized. Something that can't be felt, tasted, and touched, or seen, or heard is now the most solid part of your life, yeah? That invisible state is quite intimate. Yeah? Yeah. Faith, yeah? And so, for me, that's what satsang was. All the shit was in there, all the evidence of what was failed and what did this and that. And then finally, I was, it was collated and brought very clearly into a, a vision of non-duality, of negating what I assumed to be true. Not saying what was true, but negating the assumptions of what I thought was true. Yeah? Not looking for the eternal one, but questioning the subject-objectness called Paul, yeah? And it never deviates. It never becomes, because through the negation, the affirmation of what you are becomes available, yes? You stop trying to arrive there with on a false boat, and you realize there's no ship that needs to be launched, that every time you arrive to the other shore, it's based on having never left, yes? So something, you get it after a while, yes? Somewhere underneath, and then it pulsates through this, yeah? And this can be convinced, it can. The action figure will not be a willing participant in the mental charade. It will just, like a dog who doesn't want to go out. It just puts her foot down, and she's done. She's you got the door. You're going. Come on. She's not moving. Yeah. Finally, there's something in you that just it puts a kibosh on it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought that something that doesn't work is going to work. 
concerning spirituality. I've never had a thought about that in 20-something years. It's been a mute point. Completely dead, no embers that are, you know, crackling, waiting for just nothing. It's just done, yes? It's, it's so beautiful. It's the same thing that happened with me with sobriety. I've never thought or felt anything about getting loaded or drinking for 34 years. I swear to God. It's like something that was so influential in my life has absolutely no existence in it now. It's pretty cool, yeah? So, faith can move mountains, yeah? Or the greatest thing is faith can let the mountains be. I'm a real believer in, they missed a stanza in the old Zen thing. First, there is the mountain, then there is no mountain, and then there's the mountain again. They missed, first, there is no mountain. And then there's a mountain. And then you think you do all this work and then it, then you have an experience. There is no mountain. And then you get super frustrated when the mountain appears again. But see that point of getting frustrated when the mountain appears again, which is going to in the dreaming, will be completely negated about because of that first recognition, there is no mountain. It doesn't matter how many times it appears, there is no mountain. There was no mountain to disappear. That's the beauty of it. So first there is a mountain, and then there was no mountain. They're both appearances. One's an appearance, one's a disappearance. They're both appearances. But the fact is there is no mountain. Yeah? So when the fourth mountain shows up again, you travel lighter through it. Yes? There's no plans on, you know getting to the top of that Everest. You've gone through all that. You've bought all the camping gear and the hiking gear. You sat for 12 hours on a fucking pillow or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that doesn't work. <laughs> it does work <laughs> because it fails you. That's how it works. Yeah. And I feel we've all graduated from the, the school of failure, I hope. <laughs> I hope, seriously. Because if you're looking to use non-duality to get somewhere, you're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> it's going to be like that big dog. It's not going to move. You're going to be pulling it, you know. Serve me. No. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Look at what faith has done in your life, really. I'm not talking about the thoughts. Thoughts are thoughts. Yeah, but thoughts are way, it, it's almost like if you were blowing glass, right? The thoughts are like the glass. The faith is blowing into it. The faith is going to give the shape of the glass. Yeah? The thought is just a thought, but it can be given a shape by faith. Yeah? And usually, when you're in the condition of faith thought, it's my. There's a feeling that they're yours. Yes? So there's a thought that you're the thinker. And then that, that thinker forgets the thought. And now there's a thinker that has lots of thoughts. 
<laughs> but it was a thought that you're the thinker. <laughs> it immediately moves from that and now is the thinker of all thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to line up all these thoughts. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> but they seem like me. Yeah. It's like an algorithm hits. Yeah. Let's say uh, relationship drops in and then it hit the algorithm triggers the keyboard. You hit Paul and then there's like 12 thoughts that are about Paul and relationships. So you say, these were definitely my thoughts because yes, but it's just the algorithm kicks it. The key gets hit and then there's a download. I had it when I was young. When I first met a spiritual teacher, at 19, I had grown up Catholic, had no idea of gurus and meditation and stuff. Yet then, once I met the whole the group, I had thousands of ideas of gurus and meditation and everything. Where did they come from? Thousands of them poured in. I swear to God, I met the topic, had never thought about it. Suddenly, tons of thoughts about it and tons of assumptions like I knew what they should be like I know what now I know what I need to be it was just unbelievable it was like the policeman on steroids and the only way I could get out of the policeman was to get loaded again as the thief that was my only solution <laughs> I thought the thief was bad but the policeman was way worse <laughs> Jesus Christ I mean, every fucking shirt was starched and you had that stick up your ass. It was, it was freaking very uncomfortable. <laughs> I couldn't give myself permission unless I got loaded. That was weird, eh? It was a weird condition. <laughs> so there is life beyond policeman and thief, yeah? Yes. For sure. Some people have run into the super policeman. <laughs> He's got like four stripes, a sergeant or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they've done so much, man. I swear. They've licked the toad. They did ayahuasca. They fucking rolled in shit if that was meant to do something. They've dug themselves and put themselves in a hole for four days with like a straw. They did this stuff and they're still fucking crazy. It's incredible. Because now the super policeman's on the beat. <laughs> oh, it's worse, I swear. It's true, ignorance is bliss in certain conditions. It is. So, yeah. Can I ask you just say one thing, which I'm saying a lot, but your basic ability, your your experience, or you actually your observation of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yeah? Now there isn't like five different things or five different winds that are doing it. It's just one wind going through five flutes, so to speak, yes? 
like one wind going through the five gates of the senses. There's not like five things going through, different things going through the gates. It's one consciousness going through the five gates, yes? Do you believe, have has it ever displayed thought and effort to uh, be conscious? Have you ever sweated by seeing, you know? You know what I mean? Like a workout, Jesus Christ, you know? I've been seeing all day, I'm exhausted, you know? No, it's just, I mean, the eyes can go bad, but what seeing doesn't, yeah? So there's really no thought and effort uh, in that which is being, that which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yes? It doesn't seem to demonstrate any effort to be conscious. It seems like that's this natural fact, and it's just expressing it. And in this way, it expresses through five gates. It could be 80 gates, yeah? So why would you believe that you could arrive at that through thought and effort? If that doesn't demonstrate any thought or effort. <laughs> And why would you think thought and effort would get you there? You must believe you're not that, which demonstrates no thought and effort to be itself. For us to be it, it seems like it demands a lot of thought and effort. We must be mistaken, yes? Because if we are what we're looking for, then What's looking right now and its demonstration of no thought and effort is of our nature. Yeah? That's of our nature. Being has no thought and effort for us. That's our nature, being. Yeah? Yet, we're not in the nature, we're in a mental interpretation of willing and wasing. Yes? The being is not uh, is not the platform for the mental story. The platform for the mental story is of time, yeah? And I was and I will be, therefore I am, yeah? But what we are as an event is demonstrating no thought and effort being what it is. And if we're that, why would we believe we're going to get there through thought and effort? Thought and effort would convince you of the fact that's not true, that you aren't there, because it demands thought and effort to get there, yeah? Yet the message of non-duality is quite disarming. It's telling us we are what we're looking for right now with no requirements necessary, yes? So if that doesn't seem simple or clear, we must be looking through a cloudy lens, yes? Which is the mental self-centeredness. We're not seeing with our eyes. A lot of us, and this is the point, it doesn't have to change. You just see you're not that. You're not going to change the eyes that have now atrophied and we're relying on a pair of glasses called self-centeredness to tell us what's going on, yeah? 
there's not about changing that. It's just being truthful about it. Yeah. Why am I blind to what I am? Because I'm using it to look for it. Yeah. I'm using what I am to look for what I am, which produces a sense of being blind to what I am, obviously. Because if you are what you're looking for, what would severely diminish would be looking for it. Yes? If you had faith in that message, the effect would be shown in a, a diminishment of looking for it. <laughs> Being what you are, yeah, <laughs> you would just, it would just dry up. It wouldn't like you'd have to, I'm going to give up looking for, you know. No, it would just dry up. Yeah. And then all the call to arms and the chariot of the gods and let's go transcending, you'll probably have no interest in it at all because you're just rooted. You can't get out of here. It's that's the great wisdom of no escape. Yeah. An imaginary thing in an imaginary place is not going to successfully escape from the imaginary place, only in the dreaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> You see the world now? All they have is like Superman, superpower people, movies. Everyone wants to be special. And it's always the great forces of light and darkness battling it out. There's nothing like that going on. <laughs> it's all made up. It's all this, oh, yes. I feel so unspecial. I want to have laser eyes. <laughs> I, my fingers want to go 30 miles. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like compensating for an assumed inadequacy. Yeah? No. It's fucking ordinary as hell, day in and day out. <laughs> I swear, man, everything. It's just, I can't believe it. And then I, on some of these YouTube things, they say, they tell, they want to say the real story of a fictional character. You know what I mean? Like in Lord of the Rings, I get a lot of YouTube things and they go, what was, what's his name doing before the Lord of the Rings? Nothing. He's a fictional character. There was no fucking Aragorn. It's in the book. How was he feeling before? He wasn't feeling shit. <laughs> It's just insane. Oh, we're going to dive deep into the history. There was no history. It was made up. The guy came, Aragorn, wrote it down. It's, no, there was no history. This, this is us, yeah? <laughs> this could be a life story. The guy was born. became a cobbler, made shoes and fixed shoes for the rest of his life, passed away quietly at night. Nobody missed him. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Who'd sign up for that? <laughs> you ever see when people go their past lives? It's never the guy who's cleaning the shit up or the cobbler. It's like a princess or fucking, you know, a dame or a baron or something. No, I mean, people were working in the kitchen back then. You couldn't have been one of those. <laughs> no. It's been a long journey. Yeah, you're just going around circles. <laughs> uh, one of the things that's very hard to witness is the dying of the specialness of self. Yeah. It has to come. Because <laughs> that's it's that's like it's uh, oxygen tank. It keeps breathing the rarefied air of its own machinations. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right, any questions tonight, chairs or anything? Uh, there's a very thin line between insanity and something whatever <laughs> yeah all right anyone bruce who's running the show tonight i knew hey paul i think bruce yeah. bruce has his imaginary hand up come on in bruce <laughs> unbelievable paul i uh i look up to you so fluent uh nothing to say actually other than that <laughs> thank you very much uh just well, laughing you, Bruce. yeah it's always happy La to check oh. in yeah laughing right along with you it's like uh unbelievable you know i don't even know what's going on i just well you know figure i'm laughing with you <laughs> we're laughing yeah, together yeah. So thanks yeah. again, man. This is great. You know, you stretch, you um, in a sense, you stretch my limits. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's the power to me. The power of, of other or the group. Others. Uh, how many resources? How many are in that room? It's uh, definitely a p power greater than myself. You know. So thank, thank, thanks again for everyone being here. All right, man. Enjoy the show. Yes. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> Thanks again. You're, you're part of the everyone. So, yeah. Yes. It... <laughs> part of it yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyone else? I don't see any hands up yet. All right. How about Craig May? Craig, say something. I haven't heard from you in a little while. Well, actually, interesting thing you mentioned, the guy I saw. I think we lost you. We're not, I can't hear you well. Can you hear me now? No. No, not good. We'll move on. Okay. We'll come back to you, Greg. Yeah. How about Robert French, my friend from New Zealand? Just say hello to the group, at least. Hi, Paul. Yeah, um, I 
I've got a bit bit to share. Yeah. Uh, everything's changed. It's um, it's like uh, you know you talk about faith. What comes to mind is when uh, faith is going through the uh, what we're not. It's like God's got bad breath, but when it's coming coming the other way, it's God's chewing on mints and uh, everything's going uh, good. You know, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, haliotosis. <laughs> haliotosis, yeah. You're there. Bad breath, haliotosis. Yeah, um, yeah. My my life's just changed. Uh, Hundred percent. It's um, you know, shit still happens, but there's no downside to it. So it's all, it's all, it's all up. You know, it's um, it's hard to explain what's behind it all, but uh, life's just great. It's just going well for me. Yeah. It's uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like you, you, you say you have a, a wide perspective. Um, that's exactly right. I have got a wide perspective, but I can get very focused into something that I, I've, I've never been able to focus. But now I can fo just focus in on something and get it done. And then the perspective zooms out again. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just a, a simple mundane task. I can get super focused on it, and and there's no aversion to doing it. There's just absolutely no aversion. It's just all. Um, it's just neutral. It's just. But there's an enjoyment there. Yes. Yeah. That's a pretty good description. To yeah. me, it's almost like uh, the when people who used to do crystal meth, they would tweak. They get absorbed. This is an absorption without the crystal meth. And you exactly, can keep some yeah. good teeth and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have no haliotosis, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can, the thing can go and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get yeah. absorbed. You get absorbed. And uh, instead of being afraid of that, it's a joy. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, you get absorbed, and uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've I've done the same job for about sixty years, uh, and um, I'm still working at seventy six years old. And wow. most of that sixty years have, have been has been a reversion to to my job, but now I've just got so much getting so much enjoyment out of it, and. Uh, my work has improved too. Mm. Uh, I'm doing some really good work. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 I have the same. Yeah. I've observed those effects too. Yeah. Not with a job, but with, yeah. Yeah. And also with relationships. Uh, it's, um, it seems like my wife is getting the, the benefits of it too. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I don't know whether it's reflecting from me, but she's getting having that same wide perspective and and uh, being able to get absorbed into things. 
but she she wouldn't know non-duality from you know looks like her ass and her elbow. She she doesn't know a thing about it. But well, that's probably better. Yeah, she, yeah, and she's having the effects of it. Yes, a lot of people are. Yeah, yeah. So there is a joy though in not knowing and then knowing. So that's good. Some people. Yeah. We're cool about not knowing. So, but yeah. some, yeah, it drives you crazy and then it brings, and then there's a great relief. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry. good, Robin. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy. Uh, I'm very happy. I feel like I have some very long term relationships in this transitory world of Zoom, and you're yeah. one of them. Thank I remember you. when you showed up and you've never left and uh yeah and Craig same way Craig May Sherry yeah. now we got Mia and all these people Bill Churchman and David and Stuart and Anu uh yeah yeah it's funny how uh I could never imagine why it come about f through a Zoom you know Actually, yeah. our retreat to Italy was based on the Zoom, really. Yeah, and so, yeah, that's the beauty of it. Life continually proves you wrong, proves what you're not wrong, and you get used to it. It's sort of, you look forward to it, really, because uh, this, we had a thing in AA, a simple uh, demonstration, but very powerful in recovery. And you came in, you would have a mentor who would call be a sponsor or someone who would start knowing a little bit about you. And then if they had a good feeling about you staying sober, they'd have a thing. They'd say, listen, write down everything you want after a year of sobriety, you know, just the sky's the limit, whatever write down. And then at the, when you be, got to a year, they would show you what you wrote and what and how restrained the possibilities that you were able to entertain in that bondage of self and how so much life had given you so much more that you could never have imagined. Yeah. Just by you didn't even have to open the door, just get out of the way. Yeah. And it was very, very powerful, the demonstration, because you're thinking you're so big, but your life, you're playing so small. Yeah. You're just like enslaved. And then when you had the chance of what it would be like in a year, you couldn't do it justice because of where you, you know, you were where you were entertaining it from was so claustrophobic and so imprisoning. So it's amazing, yeah? It's amazing to watch what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're the teacher and the taught and the student, everything at the same time, yeah. And man, uh, some of these, these lessons can be very, very convincing, yeah? Yeah, you come to a conclusion and then that's it. And then now you move on into fertile, empty grounds. Yeah, and it just, yeah, it's cool. So I'm happy to see you, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Paul.
Paul, David has his hands up for a question. All right, David. G'day, Paul. G'day, everybody. Hey, um, David. I really uh, like the you, 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 uh, what you started off with the faith thing, Paul. I am. Uh, I've always, as I've said for a fair while, I can't remember how long, but uh, uh, I get really good at anything I practice, and um, I can be practicing bad things or what perceived bad things and then I can like I, I can play guitar all right you know and I've practiced it a lot so that's a good thing for me but I've also practiced my whole life believing my thoughts and definitely believing that I'm this and so where, where I'm at now is um well when you spoke about the faith thing it's sort of one step above that I suppose the, the, uh, basically it's having faith in whatever I've done uh, that, that's sort of whether it's whether I perceive it as good or bad but um, I still have a little bit of trouble like I seem to have the, the thoughts thing down you know what I mean I, I, I sort of go like they're not mine and this and that but the, the foggy glasses come down every now and again on the uh, on this you know, like my um, uh, believing that I'm not this sort of thing. That that's that's what sort of catches me out. But it's 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 actually beautiful. Sometimes I mean, it happened this morning coming to work, and it happened last night when I was brushing my teeth before I went to bed. It's like uh, I see myself in the mirror now, but it's not like I'm looking from that from from that in the mirror. It's like something's here looking at that in the mirror or just driving along in the car i got this beautiful feeling this morning that um it wasn't it was this thing driving but there was something sort of there making this thing work to drive so i still i suppose i still have a little bit of trouble oh, i suppose I, but sometimes i think i do i suppose I, I have faith that i have a little bit of trouble yeah that this, that this isn't me but not 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 as much as i used to and um yeah, so like, yeah, I, I also always used to say I was a big believer in karma. If I look, I'd have to look up karma in the dictionary to even know what it meant, actually. But I always, <laughs> used, <laughs> I always, there's a weird faith to have a, a belief in something that you don't know what it is. But I always used to say to everyone, the kids, myself, everything, you know, you always get back what you give. And just while you were talking, then the faith thing, I thought, Hey, me personally at the moment, I've got Paul Hederman in this group of people back. So I must have given something pretty okay in my life to get that back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know what your spin on karma is. Like, I don't know what, what that is. I'd like to hear one day if, if, if that's a thing or what it is. Yeah. But thank well, you. one thing I'll tell you, you can wear a lot of stuff loosely. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of uh, ornamental, not useful, really. Ornamental. Yeah. I know a lot of people believe a lot of stuff, but if, when they read the definition or, yeah. The thing, the, the real strong thing I loved was the idea of, uh, non-doing which is 
there's doing, but there's no doer thereof, yeah? So non-doing doesn't mean you don't do anything. It means there was never anyone who did anything, yeah? So it's a whole different way. Because it used to be fun when you tried to non-do <laughs> as a doing. So it goes so absurd. So really, it's an, you know, it, it's, there's an action without the actor, so to speak. Yes. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, I have my uh, as an action figure was sobriety. And I like the idea of like the Sufi poets, Hafiz and Rumi and stuff, how they call the emptiness beloved and stuff like that. Yes, I'm going to meet the beloved, which means it's already there. But, you know, they, they have they put a beautiful they make it just a beautiful piece of art. Yeah. So I feel like. Um, I really feel that this life is can be seen more like an art project than anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have the, that feeling of surrender is much more tangible to the action figure than void. <laughs> yeah. So the action figure has a lot of beliefs that why waste time trying to change it? Yeah. Just realize it's not you. And, to me, one of the highest forms of expression as an action figure or through one is surrender. It's just beautiful where it's not thy will be done. It's thy will is done. You know, it's observing. It's an observation. You've seen, you've seen enough miracles to realize this is a field of miracles. Yes. Yeah. They're not random occurrences. They're popping up everywhere. So... <laughs> I like the idea of thy will is done and uh, not as a prayer, but as an observation. Yeah. And then what happens? It settles on you differently and you'll come to different conclusions. Yeah. Because you won't start on the foot that it was you going or trying to understand. Yeah. You'll just fall into it. And it's just much more solid. Really. Yeah. So you remember with Nisargadatta, he loved to look at, the, he had all these pictures and he'd clean them every day and he'd, and people were going, well, there's nothing. Why, you know, he says, because I like to, you know, <laughs> same thing with smoking cigarettes. He says, Hey, throw the old man a bone, you know, the action figure likes to smoke, let him smoke. Decide you don't need to smoke, it's you know, <laughs> polish the you know, it confuses people. But see, if you're not an action figure, quote unquote, being the action figure doesn't confuse you much. Yeah, they go side and side, it's not like a battle. There's you're not an action figure, and there's the action figuring. <laughs> And there's no argument with it in a way. Yes? Yeah. It's only the action figure that doesn't want to have an action figure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. The hand doesn't give a shit if it's in a glove or not. It's a hand. It's not like, whoop, I'm a glove. No. The hand in the glove knows it's a hand. Yeah? It's not like, oh, 
I'm a glove. No, 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 no. I got to get rid of all gloves. I have the tendency to go in to put my hand in a glove. I lose myself. No, you don't. There's just the hand in the glove. Yeah. <laughs> Who's upset with that? The glove, really, probably. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm happy to be here tonight. It's, uh, yeah. Paul uh, Khaled also has uh, his hands up. All right. Oh, yes. How are you, bro? Uh, hi, Paul. Uh, hi to this beautiful group. Um, Paul, I had a question. You brought up the observation, and sometimes you'll say a witness. I like to call it the witness. Um, so this happens to me a lot. The This complete detachment from this persona and the witness. Um, with your experience or or for what you've been through, did it have any attributes or, cause I only feel like, like, like you were saying, Rumi was talking, does it in this poetry about love and I'm, I'm not getting love or hate. I'm getting something very neutral, peaceful, gentle, yes. maybe omnipresent. Um, but that, that's all I can say. I, I cannot go further. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just wondering if, if anybody, uh, either you or anybody in the room, what's his experience with that? So, Well, when you can't go any further, stop. That's where you go. Yeah. Yes. And I don't like the word witness because it sounds like a thing. Witnessing is fine, but I don't like when it's a witness because that when the head whistles that tune, it's picturing it as a thing. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Or like a noun. Yeah. So I like the verbing of it, witnessing. Or Once there's the idea of a witness, it sounds like there's another person in the room, you know, the witness. And I don't see it that way. Mm. But yeah. But yes, I think a lot of times uh, you run with the ball until you don't, and then you put the ball down and something else picks it up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, same thing. I think Ramaner implied a lot with self-inquiry. He said, uh, basically his use of the word self was everything, the big S. And he said, uh, everything, if you follow everything, it, they all go back to that. So when you're using self-inquiry and you arrive there, soon as you have that sense of what you are, there's no need to ask anymore. And then if the head seems to move away and you feel like somehow you go with it, then ask who is it that has left or whatever. And then you get into the habit of being brought back. And after a while, you probably realize you've never left. Yes. So mm -hmm. then the whole idea of I left, I got to pull it back. You give that up too, which is a really cool point. Yeah. Because a lot of people still think something goes away and has to be pulled back, yeah. tied or tethered or anchored. It doesn't. You just see that it's not you that's going, seemingly going away. Yeah. 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 So that's how I see it. Anyone else want to share with Khalid? It's fine. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, bro. I'm happy to see you. See you, yeah. too. Yeah. You're one of this one one of the wonderful group. Yes. No, oh, thank you. Yeah. So when you say that, you're included. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah.
Paul, we have Dave and then Angie. You can both have their hands up. So Dave. Yes, Dave and Angie. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get over this one-two punch, but all right, let's go. Dave. Uh, I'll be quick. Uh, give a yes, shot, uh, Dave. Let me see if I can take it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I uh, just want to say that, Khalid, that, um, yeah, I, I feel the way you describe that um, neutrality and just kind of peaceful ease, you know, I haven't had a, any um, ecstatic love or anything come up, but um, I think how Paul says it, just traveling lighter, just um, just sometimes driving down the road with nothing in the head, just a over overall feeling of um, being, you know, instead of uh, running around with story. Um, so, Paul, I wanted to say, like, I've been trying to understand something. I was talking to uh, Lucas, who's on here now, uh, earlier today, and I said, you know what is this whole idea of seeing self as other? Isn't that duality? And I said, I'm going to ask Paul about this. And actually when I was sitting here trying to formulate the question, it sort of downloaded that you say, we can't see what we are, but we can see what we're not. Yeah. And it, and then my mind reframed that as like, we can't see non-duality, but we can see the duality. And from, I, I don't know, duality has yeah. always driven me crazy. Yeah, I used, to, I used to stare at the yin and yang and just try to figure out how to swallow the whole thing instead of be caught on the two sides. And um, yeah, that just hit me as I was sitting here trying to ask that question that, yeah, we, can, we can't see non-duality, but from non-duality, we can see duality, which sort of like, sort of uh, proves the point, right? That we're, we're staring from a non-dual space. Yes, yes, it does. But let me share this because without knowing this, we're in a dual state, seemingly. We're in a dual activity. That's why we want to take an aspect of that and see it as other, yeah? Mm. And then that which is seeing it will also be seen as other, yeah? And there'll be a negation of the two. Mm. But I don't think uh, the two can negate a one or affirm a one. So we've got to, it's almost like dissecting, like, you know, separating the Siamese twins and then realize they're not, neither of them are your kids or whatever, yes? Mm. But you got to go one to the other because right now we don't think we're two. The head, the mental state does not think it's two. It thinks it's one. Yeah. So if you keep talking about one, it's like, yeah, yeah, here I am. Yeah. So we want to see that there's something going on as the one that's other. Yeah. Not other than the, from the one, but other, yeah? And then that way, you arrive at where you already are. I, don't, I didn't see the other way working, which is trying to keep affirming the oneness and trying to get it through the two-ness. I just didn't see that would work, yeah? Because we're in, we are right now, the demonstration of two-ness, yeah? There's a, there's a, there's a constant... 
flowing and up and down like a slinky of you're the one who's doing the thinking, you're the thought about, yes? So there's this dualistic thing. And so we're not trying to uh, negate a thing called duality out there. We're trying to negate or negate the duality that we represent as an appearance here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... It seems that's, like, how, uh, that's how I saw it. I because I first heard, you know, descriptions of what we were. That didn't work because Same. it was the two-ness hearing about this oneness, and the only way it could hear it was as a two-ness. So it could only come up with concepts, yeah, about it instead of finding out about it by the 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 negation of the tunis that we represent yeah so first if the tunis is appearing as one we need to separate and see that siamese twins yes there's not one is two and then to recognize yeah one goes yeah. yes yes and then the other basically it's funny it's almost as if uh when the when the image in the mental mirror disappears, seeing that which was casting the uh, imagery is gone, and it's never been there to begin with. Yes, so it's a trippy move. But uh, this parts of Ramana where he says that it says yes, it's very curious. Self gets out, can't get out of self, but somehow it gets negated and demo. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope that a, No, no, no. Definitely. Uh, I spent a lot of time trying to be the Buddha, uh, trying to be, like you said, uh, this image of what we are, and trying to live up to this all loving, all, you know, omnipresent, yeah. uh, beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, that never worked. But it's like we pick on the mental state because it's the problem child in the room. It's the one that's like. <laughs> uh causing all the yeah. trouble if you will <laughs> well the thing is it's a dualistic movement that's narrating a oneness itself as the oneness yeah so mm -hmm. yeah so this way you you look at that seeming oneness and you dissect it and you recognize there's yes there's the seeing and then there's the seer yeah yeah and uh yeah but great, nice to see you, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yep, Angie. Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. Oh. Hello. Can you yes. hear me? We can hear you, honey. Yep. Yes, yes. So uh, I just wanted to contribute a, a little story about our friend uh, Huang Po. <laughs> I, oh, I, yeah. uh, I read in uh, his uh, Zen teachings, uh, and uh, it's uh, related to what you, uh, the story about Nisargadatta Maharaj uh, cleaning up his little altar and uh, the painting, the pictures and all that every day, every morning. Uh, so there was this uh, meeting, uh, this um, um, satsang with Huang Po, and the emperor was there dressed as a simple mendicant. So they were talking about how there has never been a single thing, uh, single re real thing. 
And uh, the emperor asked uh, Huang Po, so then uh, why do you perform any rituals? And Huang Po simply answered, because it's in uh, my tradition and I enjoy doing that. So the emperor pressed on with more questions to which Huang Po got up and went and just slapped the emperor. <laughs> so the emperor really received the Zen beach slap from Huang Po. <laughs> so uh, they said the emperor must have had a great appreciation for Huang Po because he was still alive after that episode. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Well, you know, you guys uh, are behind the shield of Zoom. That's the only thing that's keeping. <laughs> So yeah. I, I thought that was a very funny story. How? Um... Yeah, yeah, because see, it's it's sort of confusing, but it isn't at all. But it can be confusing. It matters where you're looking at it from. Yes. Yeah. So, so so you're expecting someone. This is what happened with Ramana. Uh, there was a story about some Westerners were there, and he was in a lot of pain. Yeah, with the cancer in the throat and his body yelled out and they were all incredibly disappointed. How could Ramana, how could Ramana cry out? He's the master of all masters, you know? It was the freaking body, <laughs> you know what I mean? The body has its own story going on. Yeah. 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 So, so speaking of difference between the glove and the hand, so the glove can do whatever it wants to do, but it's actually, it thinks it wants to do, but it's the hand inside that is yes, animated. There's no animation in the glove itself, no, yes. It's an empty appearance, yeah. Like that whole thing of Buddhism, of the, the emptiness of things is that they don't exist, yes? They're appearances. Of course, they're coming from existence, but as the appearance, they don't exist, yes? They're appearing. And so everything is inherently empty of existence yeah. that we see in this and that, yeah? Yeah, so doesn't mean it isn't fun or it's not, or it's fun. It doesn't mean anything, yeah? yeah. So we give everything the meaning it has, yeah. Yeah. So, so the thanks, Quan, Angie. They, thanks for the, the, the anytime Quan, you want to share a Hawaiian post story. Yeah, the koan they were yeah. uh, discussing was uh, something that uh, uh, they've talked about karma and how you think you're uh, accumulating karma. So it was uh, it goes something like this: If there has never been a single thing, that then where's the filing dust to cling? So you know, there's no problem. So. Uh, yeah. Ah, very yeah. nice. Yes. Yeah. So if what we read the first two things, and then I'm going to add a line to it. So go ahead. If there has never About been the comma, Angie, do the first two lines. Which ones? Yeah. So if if there has never Those, yeah been... the two lines about karma. Uh, karma. We're losing you. Yeah. No, if there's, there's no never been a thing, whatever, and then a the next single thing, then where's the filing dust to cling? So the filing dust doesn't so have any magnet to cling. Let's stop clinging and start to sing. 
All right, so let's stop thinking and start to sing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the third line. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Not not There you go. Control. Let's nothing start dancing control. and stop <laughs> to sing. Start to sing. Hmm? That's right. There's no problem. There you go. <laughs> That's right. There's nothing that nowhere or nothing that anything could collect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can't put a wind you can't put a suit on the wind, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're getting cryptic. We better go. Anu, we're going to say goodbye. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for your shares today and your questions. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, let's say, Angie, thank you, as always. Bill C. I can, is Kathleen around? Yes, Kathleen. Less confused and happy. That's good. We got David in, in Oz. We got Stuart from Oz. We got Mr. Kiwi, Robert. We got Sherry. It's always a pleasure, Sherry. Nice to see you. We got Craig May. We got Mia. She's down in San Diego. We got Bruce. He's up in his attic, I think, somewhere. We got Khalid. Uh, let me see. We'll see. Oh, Tej is here. Nice to see Tej. Stefan on having never left, literally. Kerry in Hawaii. Nice to see you, Kerry. We got Susanna W. looking up at the roof. Oh, there she is. Nice to see you, hon. Yes. We got, oh, Sanda. Sanda has graced us with a visit from India. Thank you. I was been thinking about you, honey. You got your hair cut or something, too? Yes. You're looking, it's looking good. Don't go all, don't start, you know, shaving it. No, no, let's not go that far. Yeah. We got Alan. Alan, nice to see you, Alan. Thank you for all the donations. Appreciate it. Dave B. with his significant other. Uh, we got, oh, Mandy. There she is. We got, she, they got two Zoom squares. Sue K., David B., Amelia's iPhone. Uh, let's see. I think that's it. Hey, thanks, folks. It was a lovely meeting today. I hope, uh, yes, I hope you got nothing and continue to get nothing. Hallelujah. I'll see you soon. We'll be around. We have a live meeting on Saturday at 1 and the Zoom. And just go to the that Tuesday afternoon thing we're going to keep doing, but we're not doing it with Awakening Together anymore. You'll enter it through our Zoom page. Yeah. 4.30 Tuesday afternoons, Pacific time. All right. I'll see everybody. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Paul. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Thanks for doing that. Everyone. Everyone. Thank you.